0: You know, Postman grew, I started, you know, looking at every data point that was coming in, you know, people recommending it on Twitter, people posting reviews, people posting uh, feature requests on GitHub. I think, first of all, it was just a lot of fun to explore. And, and, you know, I think that feeling of joy that you get that somebody, independently of you telling them, hey, go and use my product, you know, somebody discovering it, using it, was just like a pretty magical feeling. and And I think... Uh, what we tried to have as co-founders in the team was really try to picture the world that that person was in. I'm Abhinav Asthana. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Postman.
1: This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Lappart, and today, how Abhinav Astana built the Chrome extension turned platform, making the way for API collaboration. All this and more on Code Story. Abhinav Astana grew up in several small towns in the northern part of India. One of those towns was Basti, 150 miles from the capital. He's been a computer geek since fifth grade when his dad bought a pretty sophisticated Pentium for the time. The small towns he lived in were not the most connected parts of the world, and as such he experienced the impact of computers and the internet, improving lives from a very early age. He enjoys reading books, and as a kid he was into fiction, reading Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Agatha Christie, etc. Slowly, he started to drift towards popular science, design books, and nonfiction, more towards the tech sphere of the world. In 2012, the projects that Abinov was involved in had the same pain point, how to work with the APIs that connected the front and back ends of the application. And the tools he had to use never helped him develop efficiently. He thought, what would make this better? This is the creation story of Postman.
0: Postman is an API platform that helps deliver great quality APIs you know, for development teams. you know, It helps developers test, debug, document, and, and just generally build APIs faster. The way it got started was, I you know, realized in 2012 that for a lot of projects that I was doing, whether it was uh, hobby projects or it was at my internship at Yahoo, or the startups that I had either worked with or, uh, you know, just after college, I founded a company called TeleportMe. Like I was building these apps on different platforms all the time, sometimes on the web, sometimes on desktop, sometimes on mobile devices. And the main pain point I encountered always was working with the APIs that would connect the backend and the frontend. You know, the problems were very many, like, you know, what is the right documentation for the API? do I really know how that api works do i know how it behaves in a particular setting more often than not i would find out that it's a multi person problem that an api would be created by somebody else and you know i was the recipient of that api or in some cases i was building the api and somebody else had to use that api so I always found out that, you know, just the whole experience was was a bit of a challenge and the tools that I was using back then, it was, you know, curl on the command line or custom clients that I would write in PHP or JavaScript would never really help me work faster. So I thought of, you know, what would make my life a bit better. And the point I started off with was just a basic API debugger, saying that, you know, I just want to have a very clear understanding. If an API is not working, is it my code or is it the API? And I started with a REST client. I used Chrome extensions, you know, to build that. It avoided network issues by having something on the web. And, you know, it was a pretty simple tool back then. So that's how it started. I had a pain point and, and I saw everybody having those pain points around me and uh, I just built a Chrome extension and, and kind of put it out on the Chrome Web Store and started recommending people to it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people picked it up and started using it themselves.
1: Well, tell me about that MVP. So you mentioned building something and putting it on the, on the uh, Chrome Store. You know, how long did it take you to build that and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life?
0: I think it probably took two months or three months to build the first version, if I'm not wrong. You know, it, I was at that point, you know, I was very much into like building, uh, using the latest frameworks or whatever was hot, you know, back then. And I all found out that I would always get into issues later down the road because I really did not understand a framework or a language properly. So I basically, the first version of Postman was probably three or four files, you know, an HTML file, a CSS file, and a JavaScript file very, very simple, uh, you know, code base and and probably not more than a few hundred lines of code. Yeah, you know, I think the primary focus for me was the interface back then. I think I used the bootstrap library. I'm not sure if it's still popular now, but it was pretty popular back then. Pretty simple. Like I think I, I was using jQuery. A lot of interesting stuff at that time was happening on the Chrome APIs, like the local APIs that the browser was providing. So index DB was a local storage layer that I was using. So, you know, it was a very, very simple MVP, uh, which would just worked.
1: I think that's a great message to send to people starting out building something, trying to find the perfect framework, or I'm gonna use this cool tool. And really you can just start out with the basics and build something quite amazing. So with the MVP, with any MVP, right, you have to make certain decisions and trade-offs about what you make in the short term um, and and how you kind of cope with those decisions. So tell me about some of those things, whether it be like, you know, technical debt or feature cut or starting small or anything like that. Tell me about some of those trade-offs and how you coped with them.
0: So the way I think about it is that, you know, when you're building a product, and i had, by the way you know built and failed at many many products you know until postman uh, i mean we we i had moderate amount of success previously the way i kind of looked at product building at that time and still do is you're kind of exploring a problem space and you're exploring a solution space and you don't know the fullest extent of both of those you know in the beginning you know that's why you kind of have a minimum viable product to help you explore that and what i tried to have always in front of me was this awareness that I don't really know the problem set completely just yet, but I want to have my solution be robust enough to explore an increasingly wider set of problems to solve. And and it might happen that, you know, my problem space might just expand very rapidly. You know, just a feature, for example, somebody I think said that, hey, you know, what would would be cool in Postman is, if these tests could be automated, you know, what you're writing or something like, hey, could I just add some JavaScript to it? And what I noticed was that the way in which people use products, you know, those ideas that come into your mind could really expand the problem space very quickly. And it's not very uh, likely that your solution that you have been building or the way you have been building that is gonna scale up to that right away. So there was like this, I think repeated periods of refactorings, you know, like from, those three files i had to you know organize stuff into folders and then i had to go to separating stuff into modules and then i had to go into figuring out to how to separate the ui layer and the compute layer and the database layer and so i kind of always kept in mind like okay what are the next six what what do the next six months look like what does the next one year look like and when my co-founders joined in which was in 2013, you know, we we always kept in mind that, hey, this is an increasingly bigger and bigger problem space to an extent, you know, of course, now we see that, uh, you know, every company in the world needs an API platform. But at this point in time, you want to focus, you want to solve problems, uh, as a limited set of problems for these users. And, you know, can we ship next week? Can we ship next month? If, we're, if, we, uh, if our time horizon of shipping is six months from now, then it's probably the wrong problem to solve.
1: Well, from that point, how did you progress the product? How did you mature it? And, and I'm curious how you went about the process of building your roadmap and deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build.
0: So, as you know, Postman grew. I started, you know, looking at. Every data point that was coming in, you know, people recommending uh, it on Twitter, people posting reviews, people posting uh, feature requests on GitHub, you know, blog articles or references of all sorts. And I think, first of all, it was just a lot of fun to explore. And, And, you know, I think that I'd say those feeling of joy that you get that somebody independently of you telling them, hey, go and use my product, you know, somebody discovering it, using it was just like a pretty magical feeling and and i think uh, what we tried to have as co-founders in the team was really try to picture the world that that person was in Uh, what are they going to deal with at work you know why are they asking about this particular feature you know how many apis are they building every day so we were continuously asking all those features on top of the reviews and the references that we were getting and we tried to draw out themes from that, we try to see, you know, what is the right categorization of these asks, for example, that are coming in, and do these asks help us stay the course, you know, of, of where we want the product to go. So we also framed our two core hypotheses around the product. First of all, was that you know the world is shifting from code first to API first development, where essentially every piece of software is going to be an API or be using APIs, and developers are using tools that are not built for that kind of world. So that was the first hypothesis we framed and the second thing we framed which became very critical to the product was that the way people collaborate on APIs is also going to fundamentally change what people are primarily doing is code collaboration not API collaboration so these two themes is uh, are uh, you know we kind of kept in sight and saw okay is feedback coming in and adding weight to any of these things or are they taking the product in a new direction you know, then I think we benefited from having designers in the team very early on who looked at UI design and user experiences. We still haven't nailed down the perfect formula that can be just given to people and say that, you know, run with it. It's it's a mix of intuition, metrics, qualitative data, and vision that goes into building successive iterations of the product. The number one rule for us is that, we got to continue increasing the speed of iteration if that goes down then we then we have a bigger problem
1: well let's switch to team so in those early days when you start getting some traction you built your roadmap you're starting to grow the postman solution how did you go about building your team and i'm interested in you know what you looked for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you
0: The first uh, and probably the most important thing was really like the belief in, in our vision and, you know, just basically even something as simple as do they understand APIs at all? You know, if you don't understand APIs or really don't see the power of APIs, it'll be very hard for you to be excited about what we're building. I mean, we made our mistakes as well and, you know, people just didn't see it the same way and we were like, you know, that's fine. We have a unique viewpoint and... Nobody knows about it. It is likely that we will see more people who don't see things than people who do. So that was kind of like the number one thing. You know, we looked for generalists who could, you know, divide their time into multiple different tasks in the early days. And, you know, they could focus on one thing if asked to, but could really like double up in multiple roles. People who are, you know, kind of long term thinkers. You know, people would pass the marshmallow test, for example, for adults. <laughs> 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 you know, like that's how I would phrase it. So that those those sort of things we like looked at, you know, and I think having a healthy team and a team that is giving each other positive feedback and, and negative feedback when when needed to to strengthen, you know, the team was was much more important than I'd say like a specific skill set. We found out like specific skill sets don't translate to well-working teams in the early days.
1: Well, let's let's flip over to scalability. Did you build this in the beginning to scale efficiently, or were you fighting this as you grew? And I'm curious to see how this applied to you as you grew Postman.
0: The things that we have learned is that there's a lot of pull from the market almost at like all levels you know and i could even see it in our issue tracker or you know sometimes references when when i was a solo developer you know people were extremely nice they were like oh we want this but i know how hard you're working you know please uh, you know take your time and build it right but there were still like a lot of requests and as we became larger you know people wanted more things and as we had customers people you know still wanted more things In our market, we saw there's just like a lot of pull and that has forced us to scale way faster than, you know, I'd say for most other companies. I think there are two dimensions, I would say. One is the breadth of the company where we had to add additional functions and capabilities inside the company. Like, you know, we need to have a developer relations function. We need to have a marketing function. We need to have a customer success function. We need to add support and then on the depth of uh, talent and capabilities we need to grow within engineering our cloud capabilities we need to learn uh, you know how to deliver things you know to millions of developers at scale so kind of like these two dimensions were the ones we were tracking you know today the company is more than 400 people now across probably more than 10 countries already and we continue to scale but you know kind of like the structure is is more well defined
1: as you step out on the balcony and you look across what you've built, what are you most proud of? I'd
0: say two things, you know, first is the community and, and the feedback and the love that they have given us. And, you know, I think the credit goes to the whole company, like seeing what we ship, you know, be loved. Sometimes, you know, hated. It, it's it's all good. Like, it's just amazing. And as I said, like, you know, that moment of joy that I got the first time around, it's just never gone away. And, and it's kind of kept me excited about the next decade. I think it's been, you know, quite a few years since I started. The company is young, though. You know, the company was founded in 2000, late 2014. The company is relatively young and the project has been around longer. So that's that's been, you know, a, a big source of motivation for me. And I'm very proud of that. I think the second thing I'm proud of is basically our team itself. You know, the way my co-founders work with me and the rest of the team and the way our team members are, it's it's just fantastic to see people, you know, really caring about uh, APIs and really caring about what they're going to build. I think it just just feels amazing. Sometimes I'm like, like, oh my God, that's really happening.
1: Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it.
0: So, I mean, there are many, many, many mistakes, you know, I think over time, I'd say one mistake, probably as I was moving to the US was, I probably did kind of underestimated the amount of work that, you know, I should have put in on building and and kind of sticking to our culture. You know, I kind of assumed early on that, you know, there are going to be you know different personalities and distinct identities uh, maybe even inside the company and it was just like a thought in my head which had many many implications down the road and you know kind of the people we hired and the kind of processes we built and it took some time to uncover that and really you know hone in on what you know we wanted everybody you know to to be like in a way so it was, it was just a hard realization that you know you you just have to really work in establishing the right culture, the right processes that apply to Postman, and not something that you can just copy paste from another company just because somebody worked at a you know bigger company or at that point in time more successful company. So now we are much more rigorous about onboarding people, hopefully much better at assessing and interviewing people. So all those things we had to put in place after those mistakes.
1: So this will be interesting, and I'm excited to hear what does the future look like for Postman, the product, and for your team?
0: I'm, you know, extremely excited about the potential of APIs. No, I think we're still just getting started on what APIs unlock for the world. You know, our vision is that Postman is going to help create net new developers in the world. I talked about it at our conference recently. What we are seeing is this massive explosion in the number of people who want to build stuff and and building you know can have many different connotations you know you can write code you can you know integrate different applications you can you know build things on top of other platforms like you know slack and salesforce but what we are seeing is this unique need to build To improve, you know, workflows, whether it's customer support, it's sales, it's marketing, and it's like all of these different professions that are coming up now. And all of that is powered by APIs. And, you know, I believe that even more so in the world, like everything's going to be API driven. It's going to force people to think about new kinds of business models. You know that are more relevant for a more privacy aware world and more aware of the security implications that uh, exist today when we are all kind of connected. Along with you know creating these building blocks, which what this new generation of you know developers uh, or builders, if I may, will do. And Postman, you know, is I'd say in a unique place, and that we have the trust of of more than 15 million people as of today to help you know build build that new world.
1: So let's switch to you, Abhinav who influences the way that you work name a ceo a cto an architect really really any person name a person you look up to and why
0: you know my geek days uh it's just still a geek right like i know in my early days like i was like you know oh my god windows uh, and and you know bill gates like i'm gonna be like that uh, but it shifted more to i think you know as i dived more into coding like you know steve wozniak you know Red Eye was we had him at our conference recently and he was amazing i think recently you know i've been admiring primarily because of uh, the way amazon does apis and they kind of pioneered aws you know more of Jeff Bezos, you know, I mean, I think everything that he's written, you know, I try to read and, and see, you know, what I can learn from. So I think that's one person in the recent times you know, that, is in, that has influenced my thinking a lot. But yeah, I, I think more, I, I mostly now look at mentors as, you know, people who I can learn certain things from rather than the persona itself. Kind of gone over, you know, the jobs versus Wozniak debate and those sort of things.
1: Well, we talked about mistakes right but a little bit different spin if you could go back to the beginning uh what would you do differently or where would you consider taking a different approach
0: i would have probably you know (laughs) if if i had the benefit of hindsight i would just have started sooner and you know forced my (laughs) co-founders to you know kind of leave their jobs earlier you know i kind of took 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 some time out from my first company and then the second company just to recharge, which, which was generally a good thing. But knowing the potential that, that we have today, I would have just uh, gone all in <laughs> earlier.
1: I hear that answer um, a lot, and, I, and I, I represent that answer too. I wish I would have started earlier. Well, last question, Abhinav. Uh, you're getting on a plane, and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. They can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit?
0: So, you know, after having uh, spoken to a few founders, I would say, you know, listen to your customers uh, like deeply and believe in your vision and yourself. I felt like everything in between is something that clouds the clarity that I think early founders can have. You know, if you are the customer or the early customer of your product, great, you know, it probably helps you a lot because you've kind of felt the pain. But if your product is or your company is solving someone else's pain point, you know, listening to them and listening not in the sense of just I have to sell a product to them at some point, but really empathizing with their pain point, really believing and, you know, feeling that pain point. And then when the challenges of company building like fundraising, hiring, pitching, you know, just the basic operational stuff that comes your way and you kind of feel like, oh, my God, do I really know all this stuff? You know, you kind of go back to kind of the clarity that you probably had when you start the company that, you know, why, why you did that. And if you believe that, I think you'll be through.
1: That's great advice. Labanov. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for being on Code Story and telling the creation story of Postman.
0: Thanks for having me, Noah. It was a pleasure.
1: And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Labhart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on Patreon.com/CodeStory for just five to ten bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously